0: Yes, I'm an international speaker. I come from Scotland, so um, that covers the international part. Is that okay? But uh, I hope you still accept us as local people because I I am, Eileen and I are missionaries in England for all the heathens, particularly the accountants and uh, people like that who and lawyers too? Yes, yes. No, I think accountants are more needy, are they not? They're more needy. You know, so. It's nice to be here, and it's good to share this morning on this first um, Sunday of the year. And uh, it's, I want to say a happy new year to you all anyway. Okay, is that all right? Happy new year, happy new year to you all. And, and it's, good, it's, it's going to be a happy new year because this morning, I just felt God was saying to me, I want, I want to pre- speak this morning on fulfilling the dreams God put in your heart. Is that okay? Yes. Fulfilling the dreams God put in your heart, because we all have dreams that God has given us. I just wish we had put uh, that Abba song to Christian words, I have a dream, you know, but not a fantasy, you know, I love, I love Abba, by the way, so pray for me, is that okay? Um, but, but you know, we all have dreams that God has placed on our hearts, is that not so? Hello? God has spoken to you all in some way or other. And, you know, dreams come in different ways. Um, John 10 says this, 10.10, 10, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Yeah. Life in all its fullness. You quoted that, actually, Mark, in one of, your, one of your words of wisdom that came out in the email. And that is a key verse today. I have come that you might have life and have it to the full abundantly, as some translations say. And that means that we God is calling us to live the dreams God has given us. Living the dream is not being a fantasy thing. It it is the reality of being born of the Spirit of God. It's being fulfilling all that God has for you. And that's what I want to share this morning. I know that dreams come in different ways. You know, Prayer and meditation, when you spend time with God, God makes the Bible alive to you. You've read that passage so often, and all of a sudden, it hits you. That's why I'm here today, because I read a verse in the Old Testament that hit me, and it totally changed my life forever. It was something that God gave me a dream to do something. Sometimes we get dreams at night. I don't have many dreams at night. You know, um, if I do, I don't remember them. The only time I, I remember one was that I, I was fighting with a sword and I fell out of bed. But that's not very profound, you know. Um, and, you know, I, and, and Eileen wondered, where are you? And I was on the floor and she just laughed. There was no compassion there whatsoever. You know the idea. Um, and so that was, my, that was that kind of dream. So I don't go that way with dreams. Um, some have amazing dreams and, and God speaks to them. Um, but, and sometimes it's, it's prophecy. Words of prophecy come to you and really speak to you through a particular person, and you know that is God. And I believe that all these things come very, very clearly to us in a variety of different ways. The reason why we are uh, mums and dads to leaders and partners in the harvest is because we asked God to give us some guidance in that. Many years ago, about 10 years ago now, when we were, we were younger, we were in our 60s, okay? And um, we asked God to speak to us with regard to what do you want us to live right now? And we've got a very good friend called Mark DuPont, who was a, a very prophetic guy, and we had him down in Dorset many times. He was the guy, one of the guys that prophesied the Toronto blessing, and so he had a pretty good track record. And I emailed him saying, Mark, why don't you just ask God about, about what's, what's the dream God has for us now in, at, when, at the age of 64? And, you know, he did that. And all he got was, he emailed me back two, two weeks later, and he says, God is saying there are many teachers but very few fathers. You know? And I felt, no, that's it. But we felt we were going to be mum and dad to leaders. So that, that's how God gives you an indication that he wants you to live that dream. And we've been living that dream for the last 12 years. Living that dream. And that's important. For instance, when you read the Bible or you read a book, you know, there are certain books, the Bible is the key book, but, you know, you read books as well, don't, uh, don't, th- th- don't limit the way God is going to guide you into living the dream God has for you. I-, I brought along a book this morning. This is an awesome book. The title is awesome, is it? Literature Evangelism Manual. <laughs> <laughs> is that not an, an, an awesome title, that? I bought that book in 1972 for 15p, it was written by George Verber, do you know George Verber of Operation Mobilization? Um, And I read that book when I was in my 20s, I was 20, you know, once, I was, I really was. Um, And I read this book, um, and George Verber had become a really good friend now, but at that time I didn't know the guy, but I read that book, I read it, you know, and it was all about just distributing literature. That's all it was. It was was the days before Kindle, all right? Um, There were days before Kindle, young people. Um, And that's the way it was. And I read that book and it's because of that book that God put us into literature evangelism for many, many, many years. And opened a Christian bookshop in Scotland and took teams all over Europe for seven or eight years to distribute literature because of that book. That was the way we were living that dream. That was for us. And Ivan and I, we dragged our children across Europe for Jesus. You know the idea? And it's the way it was. And when we move in that kind of way, you'll be amazed how God works. And now when I look back and realize all that took place then, um, I remember God saying to us, I want you to put a leaflet and a gospel and um, an offer of a course into every home in East Kilbride. The East Kilbride has 15,000 homes. And so I took a team of young folks, and we we covered the whole town with literature because of that one book. To give the Word of God, because the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And that was one of the dreams God gave us. And that bookshop in Motherwell is still going today after 40 years. Folks, live the dream that God has called for you. And I want just to unpack that today a little bit. So I want to say this. A dream... This is the definition of a dream that I find. It's very good. A dream is a picture of the future I want to live in someday. I'll say that again. A dream is a picture of the future I want to live in someday. God will give you a a dream that he wants you to live in someday. And sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes it's a little bit longer. But that's the way we live the dream. Kenneth Hagin said this. "If If your dream is not big enough to scare you, it isn't big enough. I thought, that's very helpful, you know. And I look back in some of the dreams that God has given us, and looking back now, it scares me. But at the time, it didn't, really. But you look back and you think, how did we do that? And all of you, God is calling you to live it out. Sometimes it may scare you, but that is okay. And, you know, we have a, a, we have a responsibility to, to live what God has called you to live. And I, I love... I get loads of quotes from Mother Teresa. Here's one of the things that I think is so helpful to me. One of the greatest diseases is to be nobody to anybody. One of the greatest diseases is to be nobody to anybody. And, you know, I think many of us have so much to give. And there is a purpose there for all of us that God wants to to live it out. And so I want just this morning just to be aware of that fact that God wants us to live the dream God has called us to. Living that dream is something that 2018 is here. I feel God is saying to that to the church here. God wants you to live out the dream God's given you. And for all of us, it's a different part of what God is doing right here, right now. All of you, it's wonderful. It's a family. It's a body. Call it what you like. But the point is this. All of us God has given us not only a dream, but dreams that will take you where you have never been before. And that is not only going to bless you as an individual, it's going to bless the whole, the whole work of Faith Life Church in this area and also abroad because there are many responsibilities and involvements that you have there. And you know, when I look back now, I want to say this, that whatever age you are, don't think this is for young people living a dream, I can say this, dreams are for all ages, all right? Dreams are for all ages. I am now 75, and I have dreams, all right? Don't forget that fact, that God will speak to you and and guide you and move in that kind of way. I I remember, you know, we we moved up to Scotland um, when we were were in our our sixty-four because my father was still alive and he was on his own for 10 years. And we wanted to be there. It didn't matter where we lived. We could work for and Harvest, wherever we lived. But I wanted to help my dad out. He was 80, 89. He was moving on in the world. Um, and I wanted to be there to give him the Meals on Wheels every day The Eileen cooked Meals on Wheels for him every day for years. But the point is this. We went to Scotland wondering, Lord, you've got us here. We're going there because of, of, I want to help my dad, but I know there's something here that you've got for us to do. You know, keep that in your mind as you think of of, of God's plan for your life. Because you may be going to a situation and think, I'm going back to Scotland. I'm going back to live in the village that was brought up in, uh, to the area that's very, very conservative. Unbelievably conservative. Many of my friends up there think I have gone off the wall. They think that, you know, I've lost my mind because I am... I am, I've forgotten the word, I'm a charismatic, you know. You know what I mean? They've got a preconceived idea. And so, Eamon and I went to. we're going to find a church where we're going to be, and we're going to just worship as we travel around. And it's amazing. Beware of this. God comes in and surprises you. Dreams just hit you sometimes, and you get an open door. And the point is this, that um, we went into Glasgow Elam Church. Now, Glasgow Elam is a church that's very near the Garbles. Have you heard of the Garbles? And it's a mile from Hamden Park. Have you heard of Hamden Park? And it's a very interesting area to go. It's a church of maybe three or four hundred and so. We went to there and we thought, oh, we're home. It was very much like, the worship this morning was great, Mike. I'm telling you, man. It, was, it sounded like that in Glasgow. So it was great. And we went there and the pastor there, we didn't even know who he was. So we went there for a few weeks and were very nice and Holy and spiritual. And then he phoned us up and says, I want to see you. I want to see you too." And he said, oh, what have we done? No idea. Went in to see him, and he says, um, I want to give you a job. Now, we had never been in an Elam church in our life. In fact, when Eileen was a little girl, her mother ran her past Elam churches because they were charismatic. <laughs> you know the idea? That, that, it, was, it was anathema to her family. You know the idea? And so we went to see him, and he said, I I want to give you a job. And and, and he said, but you don't know us. And he said, I may not know you, but I I know you. And, you know, that was another dream fulfilled. We went there for four years, and and we were involved in that church. We visited 400 people in that church all over Glasgow and and did conferences there. Folks, I share that not just to to tell you what we have done, to, to share with you that God opens doors for your dreams. And that to me is very, very, very important. And so this morning, you know, we, we want you to live out the dream or the dreams God has given you. There's a lovely verse in Colossians 3 that says this, and this, this is the message. It says this, So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life, act like it. Pursue things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. And that, to me, is a great verse. So, fulfilling your dream, I want just you to turn to your Bibles for a minute or two and look to Genesis 37, because I want to pick out one or two things from that was Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. Yep. Uh-huh. From, from, that was from the message. It'll be different, I'm sure, in other, other, other ones. But I want to pick up one or two lessons to help you to fulfill that dream and to to, to prepare you for 2018, to, to, to allow you to fulfill what's in you. God has given something in your heart. And this is the, the, the start of Joseph's life in verse, chapter 37. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made a rich ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the fields, when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. Quell your sheaves gather around mine and bow down to it. His brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers, Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And that's the beginning of the story of Joseph. Joseph, 17 years of age, you know, part of a big family. There was friction, there was competition, there was favoritism. He was loved more than the other brothers. Then he had a dream. Now, in his case, it was a dream, and some of us will have that. But dreams, as I said, come in different ways. Don't think you've got to go to bed and say, God, give me a dream. That's, it's one of the ways. God will put it into your heart, the dream, in a way that you understand and explain. But in Joseph's case, that's what happened. And the reaction was jealousy. His father brooded over the whole business. And um, all I want to say to you is this. Watch out how you share your dreams. You know, because sometimes when you share it in a way or in a situation, you know, you get people's backs up. Um, Share it with the people that you know, understand, Um, because so often in Joseph's case, it was a wee bit unwise, wouldn't you say? And how he did it. And, And then when he, you know, even then out of what was difficult circumstances, God was in control. And here we can see in verse 20, here comes the dreamer we'll see what his dreams amount to. You know, lives cause heartbreak in the family and it wasn't very nice. And so, I want to just say a couple of things about this this morning. Um, The first thing is this, dreams are fulfilled in the real world. That's a a fact. Let's understand that we are living in the real world. When we think of all that takes place in the world today, it is not cloud nine. It is a real world, and so I want you just to identify things to be aware of as you fulfill the dreams in 2018. The first thing is this, in this real world is this, was favor. You know, look at Joseph. Look at these chapters in Genesis. You know, he had favor. He ended up managing a state official's household, and his his master recognized that God was with him and the blessing spread over everything the, the official did. That, to me, what happens, you know, favor comes. I look back in my life and realize that favor came in different ways to open doors, like that one in Glasgow, like, like the bookshop in, in Motherwell years ago, or pastoring a church down in, 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 um, in, in Blanford and Dorset for, for, for 18 years. Um, you know, doors opened up. Doors opened up in a wonderful way. It could just be people meeting together. It could be just an encounter. It could just be a word. Favor comes. And favor sometimes comes through individual people. For Ireland and I, favor came through two farmers. That's all. Who met on New Year's Day down in Dorset and said, we're looking for a pastor. That's how it happens. Favor comes. And here was Joseph in this situation. God blessed him. Another thing in the real world is sexual attack. I think that um, uh, Potiphar's wife was infatuated with Joseph, and, but Joseph wouldn't violate the trust Potiphar put on him or sin against it. And, you know, you've got to realize as God, uh, as you try to fulfill your dream, sin always nags at the door, isn't it? There are situations that arrive that nag at the door of dulling the edge of, of what God has for you in your life. And so be aware of that. We're living in a world today, when you think of all the, the famous folk who are involved with sexual problems today and attacks. Folks, we are up for shooting down when it comes to the point of the world. They know that we are with Jesus Christ. And we've got to be pure and holy and be like Jesus because that is so, so important today. People have tried to take me to court when I pastor. I'm taking you to the court for that. Other folks said malicious things to us that were not true. But the point is this, that they will do anything even though it's not true. Every appearance of evil, keep away from it. Be aware of that fact. Never. That's one thing I did when I was a pastor. I never met a female without somebody else there. And that could be multiplied in different situations of business or studies. Or that You've got to watch what you do because people may say things about you that are not true, but they're said, and they say, oh, is that true? So every appearance of evil, folks, if you want to live the dream, beware of that fact. Another area is deception. Lies was told about Joseph, and his circumstances changed, and he ended up in jail. What a nice place to be. That's what took place. And then there was persecution. Sometimes you don't get out of difficult circumstances when you're, you know, but you have to be patient in them. Something, sometimes things get worse. You think God's going to do it. It's not like instant coffee. You know, you've got to realize that God takes you through circumstances that really do affect you very, very much. But that does not negate the dream God has for you. And sometimes it's in a family situation, When when I look back now with my oldest son, who who is a recovering alcoholic, and he's now a a minister, um, I I spent six months walking a, a football field out the back of our house, 20 minutes a day, praying in tongues. And it was months, nothing happened. Then things changed. So, folks, when things work through in that kind of way, you've got to realize that persecution comes, and he was in jail. Have you ever read the book The Heavenly Man? That's a wonderful book. Read the heavenly man because in one of the chapters he was in jail and he says in that book that he was in jail because it was the will of God he should be there. Can you believe that? The will of God he should be there. And because of that, God blessed him. I met a a guy in Glasgow who was in jail for six months and he wasn't amused that he was a new Christian and he wasn't amused that his prayers weren't answered. And he was, t- he was sentenced to jail in Barlini prison. Nice place to go. And, you know, within the six months there, he led six people to the Lord. <laughs> Folks, you just don't know what God's got for you. And even difficult circumstances. And so, let's realize that dreams are fulfilled in the real world. But also, I want to say, secondly, that dreams are fulfilled where there is integrity. That's very important. Joseph had favor in jail. God was with him. He was in good terms with the jailer, ended up managing the jail. I thought, that's pretty good. Is it not? It's hard to believe that that, that actually took place in that, that particular situation. But the point is this, that there, that there is a, a fundamental factor that we need to get a hold of in, in this. It is that, that God was with Joseph. Folks, when you, God is speaking to you and guiding you into your dream, never forget, God is with you. God is with you. Bo- joy said, at the beginning, we're born of the Spirit of God. We're Christians. We are new creations. And whatever the circumstances, God is with you. That's the fundamental factor. And God speaks in you. God is saying, I'm with you in your circumstances. Your dreams will be fulfilled. I want to say that over you. Your dreams will be fulfilled. Whatever he did, God made sure it worked together for good. Read it at the end of Genesis. You meant it for evil, God meant it for good. And that's what I feel God is saying to us this morning. Many of us have been in tough situations this year, this last year. And you know, well, Lord, when is it all going to be? I want to encourage you in this new year that God is with you and in the end, it will turn out to be for your good. That's so important. That's so, so important that God wants to, to, to bless you in that, can, that particular situation. Um, there are two words that I want you just to think about as we, we look at this story, and it's this, expectation and fulfillment. In 2018, keep these two words before you, expectation. God has given you words. God has given you situations that. That he's, got, he's got plans for you and that dream is there and, and, and you, want to, you want to fulfill it. Well, that dream will be with you and he will guide you. And so expectation in one hand, fulfillment in the other. Look at Joseph's life. There was expectation through that dream and there was fulfillment. The process was a long time, folks. Never doubt that fact that it doesn't happen right away. There is a process there. His circumstances opened the door to the king's palace, the highest official in the land. And to me, that's the principle that happens. God was, God was there in these particular circumstances, and in that kind of way, he really blessed him, and he really guided him, and he really used him in that kind of way. And I look back now and think, why am I here this morning? Because God has opened doors. God has taken us, taken us through very, a variety of circumstances, but we've had God encounters, and they were fulfilled. And so, you know, I love this story because not only was Joseph blessed, but his whole family was blessed. Deliverance for the family. Isn't that amazing? When you think of it all, you know, from prophet to administrator to sustainer to deliverer. Dreams fulfilled in God's way in God's time. I find an amazing concept that that took place in, in his life. And I feel that when you look at the process, don't forget we're in the real world, but don't forget to be people of integrity. Because in the end of it all, God honored that young man who became a powerful man of God. And we can look back on many examples of that in people that we do know. And so be encouraged by that fact. Not only is it gonna fulfill your dreams, but it's gonna fulfill the, not only the dreams of your family if you have a family. Because I wanna say this, be content with your dream. You've got a fingerprint. You know, a lot of what like to be somebody else. Forget it. You know, you are who you are, and that dream will be fulfilled in you. And, you know, it's so important to be content with your dream. God has given you a particular fingerprint and a particular plan that will take you into 2018 in a way that will fulfill you. So I just feel that that's very important. Want to come up, Eileen, a minute or two? I just want us to finish with with uh, this particular little bit of testimony, and uh, and then we're going to just do a corporate response. Have we got a mic?
1: When Bob was was sharing this morning with me what he was going to talk about, I'm looking at Roger because he had a word for me this morning, Um, and I I thought maybe this might fit in and help some of you. It just came to me as I was sitting in the seat. Um, earlier on during worship thinking about dreams and how sometimes we have dreams and we don't think they're being fulfilled and we've waited and we've waited and we're not sure what to do with them do you know I was reading yesterday about Abraham and how God took him to the place where he said this is for your descendants and it's generational generation to generation and I thought that's it a long time ago, early... Last well, maybe it was last century, but early 2000 anyway. Um, we were in Mozambique. And um, we, we worked with the Irish Ministry, so we've been back and forward to Mozambique. We were in Mozambique. And we were sitting at the airport waiting for our plane to come home. And this lady arrived at the airport um, who we'd never met... She was a missionary in the city, so she didn't work in, in the, the compound with the Iris folks. But she worked in the city with the older girls that were too old to be in the, the centre. But we had never met her. She didn't know us. But she arrived at the airport to say goodbye to us. And we thought, this is really, really strange. And what she said to us was, I felt I had to come and say hello to you and to tell you Iris Ministries, and Mozambique particularly, she was talking about, we need mums and dads. And I feel that's what you have to be. You have to be a mum and dad. And I thought, what a strange thing to say to us. We were still pastoring in the church down in Dorset, and I thought, what a really, really strange thing to say to us. And then as we began to look at retiring and we thought mum and dad we feel this is right and we asked Mark DuPont and as Bob has already said mum and dad to to leaders and we thought yeah yeah but we didn't think Mozambique and yet we love Mozambique and we love the work that goes on with Iris and so it was in our heart as well and as we thought about it nothing worked out for us there and then we were offered um, to work for PIH which is what we took up. But, you know, as I was sitting thinking about that, and I was reading yesterday about Abraham, I thought, what was that all about when we spoke to that lady in Mozambique? Why did you come and say that to us? I thought, well, we're doing what she said. We're just not doing it in Mozambique. And then I thought, this morning I was just sitting there, and I thought, Abraham, God said to Abraham, it was generational, from one generation to the next generation. Roland Baker had a photograph on Facebook this morning, and it was, it just said three generations. And it was Heidi and their daughter, and her little daughter. And it was just such a beautiful picture. And I thought, there's one generation to the next generation to the next. And I thought, that's what it's about, because it's gone down the generations. And this is Maybe you think, well, we don't have family. You know, generations is not just your immediate family. This is generational. This is family. We're all part of family. And I was thinking, okay, we didn't make it to Mozambique as a mum and dad. But our son and his wife are ready, getting themselves ready to go out to Mozambique as a mum and dad to leaders out there to help run the Harvest School Um, and to go around the bases, they've got 70 bases around the world, to go around the bases and be a mum and dad to the staff at these various bases. And I thought, God, this scares us. We're scared. They're they're excited. We're scared as a mum and dad watching them trying to get themselves organized for this. But God says, I told you it was generational. If you don't think your dreams are coming true, Yet, it could be that it is generational because as you, um, maybe you're involved in children's work, maybe you're involved in the youth work or whatever, you're involved with other parts of the family, you're passing on. The dreams that God has given you, you share, you pass on. You're passing it on to the next generation. Guys that are working with the children, you're passing things on to that generation. Your dreams get passed on and they get fulfilled. Your dreams will be fulfilled. If you don't see it happen, you'll see it happen through somebody, through your family or through people that you're in contact with. And I was thinking about this this morning when we went down to the church in Dorset. When we went down there, it was just a new little church that started. There was about 30 people. And we thought, we're crazy. This is crazy. We've come all the way down from Scotland to this tiny little church in a little town that was still a community-based town. We thought we don't know what we're doing here. It was all farmers that we were among. And we thought, what on earth are we doing here? But you know. Our hearts had been, God, we want, to, we want to be in a church where we can be with people, share life with them. And that's exactly what happened. And we just saw that church grow and grow and grow and grow. We saw revival in it. We saw amazing stuff happen. But do you know what really is the most amazing in it all? We had three ladies that used to come, um, came to everything except a Sunday morning. They didn't come to our church on a Sunday morning. They went to their own Methodist church. And the church that we had taken over in Dorset was an old Methodist church. And these ladies had been part of that Methodist church when it was an actual church. And then they joined up because the numbers had gone down so much. they They joined up with another church. And here were we, evangelicals, stroke charismatic, in this Methodist church, a redundant Methodist church. And these three ladies came to everything we had on, except a Sunday morning. They stayed faithful to their church, but they came to everything. And the more we talked to them, and the more we shared with them, do you know, those three ladies had been three prayer warriors in that Methodist church. And those prayers they had prayed for years and years and years to see revival in that church, and they thought their dreams had come to nothing. They moved out, we moved in, and God brought everything that they'd been praying for to life. And it says, we pass on to generation, from one generation to the next generation. So guys, don't get disappointed if you don't necessarily see your dreams fulfilled right now. If God has given you dreams, they will be fulfilled because his plans and purposes will be worked out no matter what. It goes from generation to generation.